Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. We're putting up new buildings, we're knocking down the old. We're working in the summer heat and in the winter cold. And the labour power we sell, me boys, for a hard and weekly pay Produces mighty profits for the greedy MBA And whether we were born here or born in Italy In Greece, in Spain or Ireland, in England or Fiji We all of us are workers, united we must stand until the wealthy bludgers have been driven from our land We faced deregistration, it backfired in the face We're not fooled by arbitration, we won't stay in our place We hit the bosses hard and fast to win and keep our gains And break a couple of concrete pours to back our log of claims so keep your powder dry and hold your head up high It's glass to glass and face to face, our limit is the sky We've got a fighting history and we never will be cowed Our as labour is a name to make a man feel proud And it is indeed a very good morning from the Concrete Gang, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, and doing this on Friday because it's a long weekend. We may be under attack, folks. We may have probably the reintroduction of work choices as far as the Turnbull government is concerned, but we in the construction industry still have an EBA and we're living and working by it, and that means this weekend is a shutdown weekend. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, it don't get much better. Good morning, Stringy Bean. Good morning, and that lovely long weekend must be why we had 15,000 people on the streets this week. Indeed. Good morning, Annie. And wherever they might be, the other regulars are out doing what they have to do. So good morning to the Buzz, good morning to the Gorilla and all the rest of the gang who are out there doing the business that keeps our industry as safe as we can possibly keep it with the best wages and conditions. Let us segue straight to the rally. Dirty deeds done dirt cheap. Yes, indeed. (laughs) Dirty deeds and it's got dirtier during the week because our good friend Michaela Cash the Minister for uh, Industrial Relations, the only person I've ever seen with a hovercraft for a head style, you know, bobs up and down as she talks. It's unbelievable, that woman. Uh, Every chance of becoming the Attorney General of Australia because George Brandis is on the way out. Geez, George, that was predictable. But anyway, Michaela's on the way up, but what she's doing as she goes is she's looking after her, her old legal firm, Freehills. Indeed. And when your Deputy Prime Minister is Barnaby Joyce, I suppose having her as Attorney General doesn't even seem that crazy. Um. <laughs> Does he meet Russian ambassadors too, or he can't remember as well? 
I'm not sure he knows where Russia is. But, um, no, we sell we sell things to them. Surely we sell things to them. Barnaby would know that. Well, you know, you're right. I don't know. You're right. Know. You're right. <laughs> you're giving he too knows, much credit. He knows. Bugger all. Right. Yes, we're talking about all the uh, action this week. There was a fair bit of action this week in terms of rallies around Australia. And uh, the CFMEU, I think, uh, has been pilloried in the media as usual. But I think most people appreciate that we have done the business in terms of wages and conditions. And we're going out campaigning not only to protect our wages and conditions, but also to encourage other people in other industries to get on the front foot, start campaigning, because quite clearly, our good friend, John Howard, who copped a little bit of a razz in the streets in Sydney this week, has uh, got to be remembered as the bloke who introduced work choices, and that was going to be absolute, well, Armageddon for wages and conditions for the people at the bottom of the pile. And the Turnbull government got nothing else to, to do but resurrect all that old shit and try work choices too. What a bloody great rally it was, though. What a turnout. What a great a band, having the Akadaka band doing down the street. It was just fantastic, wasn't it? Back of the truck. <laughs> and out the front of Liberal Party headquarters. Dirty deeds, yeah. And uh, and I think the coffins are still there. We left them at the front of their... Uh, the, the cops were filing in. Um, it looked like a bit of a raid, actually. It was like the cops had finally found the right office to raid. They were all... <laughs> 50 of them filing into the Liberal Party headquarters, uh, but, the, but the coffin's out the front, so I think they must have been following up on that. They saw the coffins and thought, oh, maybe we should follow some of these deaths up and have an investigation. So hopefully they found something. But um, no, it was a great job, everyone involved, and yeah. credit to Decker for the, mm. for the idea of the band. That was, that was a, really made it, hit the news all over the, the news. Fantastic. Yeah, he might change the uh, ringtone on his phone. <laughs> <laughs> You know, get a bit of Akadaka going instead of uh, a couple of those American bands that he's had, like uh, Rose Tattoo, not Rose Tattoo, um, Axl Rose and uh, all that stuff that he's been playing ad nauseum. I'm told that might be the next rally. Oh, right. Gunner, okay. Gunners. We've we just got to figure In out the In the jungle. Song. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yes, it was a big rally. It was great stuff. And jobs stopped all over Victoria and all around the country. And, of course, Nigel Hatchkiss sent out his usual letter saying, you can all be prosecuted. And the AWU said, oh, we could be prosecuted. We better not do it. Mm. Embarrassed, I might say, by the fact that uh, they don't have many stewards, but uh, one of them fronted up because he was so disgusted with their performance, he was seen and told the world he was fronting up. We won't name him, but uh, good on you for doing it. Absolutely. But it was a big day out around Australia, and it's going to be a big uh, big weekend this weekend over in the West because their election is on, and it will be interesting to see uh, if uh, the Liberal Party can hang on with the assistance of Pauline Hanson, of course. Uh, but maybe, just maybe, our brothers and sisters over in Western Australia get themselves a government that might uh, take the boot off the neck of working people over there. Indeed, the uh, the code they've they've had it there for a while, I think, over in WA. They've got two codes. Yeah, they've got the state code with the state task force, and they've got the the ABCC. 
I think they're in competition. They, they don't actually get on too well. But anyway, never mind. We hope that uh, things will improve there. But in the meantime, the campaign to fight work choices too will continue and everyone will be involved. There's a hell of a lot of mass meetings in the lead up to it. And I think people understand the issues pretty well. And uh, something that highlighted the, the issues this week was uh, two companies attempting to ban our Good Friday appeal flags on, on their jobs. Is that a decent segue or are we going to go No, to that's a, a decent segue. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So uh, CPB and Lendlease, yeah. Um, government jobs, state government jobs. and they You mean just, Skyrail. Well, Skyrail and tuller widening, yeah. Yeah, Skyrail. What, a, what an unmitigated disaster. I've got to tell you. Went and had a look at uh, a couple of aspects of the old Sky Rail and there were 10 people standing on the gate, one operator operating a, uh, uh, a screw pile machine and that was it. That's why they're behind. That's why it's going bad. It's got to the point now where even their superintendents, people who are actually supposed to know how to do these jobs, are so fed up, they're deserting. And so, cheerio to Jake Lappin. Jake has a uh, long career in the uh, industry, in the infrastructure sector, and uh, he's had enough, he's gone, and I'm told there are plenty more who have had enough because the job just ain't happening. Absolute hopeless job out there. And I don't care that it's a Labor government in uh, Spring Street, you better have a serious look at what you're trying to do, how you're doing it, and who you're using to do the job, because it is a bloody joke. We unfortunately have to have uh, organisers out on those jobs with REOs. Not industrial issues, REOs, health and safety issues, because it is a shambles. But they're not too busy trying to fix that up to no, no, no. to Don't try we... to take our flags down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, stop the flags! Stop the flags! That's, oh. No wonder they're a bit distracted. But um, yeah. So this is the example of the code, the ridiculousness of the code. Not only is it making a mess of the industry because no one understands what it's all about um, or how they're going to implement it, but uh, but it comes down to these ridiculous details of we can't fly a flag. Maybe we could fly the flag if we can cut it into pieces and put certain parts of the flag up. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's just a joke, and, and this is – you wonder just how how deep this is going into the rights of working people, and, it, yeah, it's down to what flag you can fly at work or not, whether you can raise money for sick kids in the hospital – you know, it's just a joke. No other industry cops that, and we won't either. So I suspect those flags will get back up soon enough, but uh, they're rather embarrassed by all the attention they're getting on it. Well, sometimes they will do almost anything and cop the embarrassment because Uncle Nige out there threatening them, harassing them, giving them a harder time than we do. Mm. Why? Because it's simple. The government wants to use the ABCC to basically attack employers to stop dealing with the union, to force them into a commercial situation where you want government work, you have to be anti-union, and you want to keep making money out of the government, you're going to be doing the dirty work of the government. It's as simple as that, folks. And most of these people are in business. And like everyone in business... It's the overall package, are they making a quid? And unfortunately for a lot of them, there's more quids in the private sector than there is in the government sector. 
So here they are, caught betwixt and between. Oh dear, how sad. You better start making up your mind. Are you in there to make a quid or are you there simply to do the political bidding of the Turnbull government and put up with Nigel harassing you and basically making your life miserable? And it seems like the tighter they screw the builders, the grubbier the builders get. So you can only get the grubbier builders on the government jobs because yeah. they're the only ones willing to do what Uncle Nigel wants them to do. And then, of course, you get these messes like Sky Rail where the, the, you know, the jobs are done badly because mm. you're going down and down in, deeper and deeper into the cesspool. So, yeah, it's not a good outcome for anyone. Which does lead me to another interesting aspect of the code that every part of an organisation is subject to a code, even if they're not doing government work, they're not even doing construction work. Apparently, Fulton Hogan, who have a wide range of uh, sectors that they cover, including council work for Port Phillip Council down on the bay at uh, Port Melbourne, South Melbourne and so on, they do maintenance work. But because they do construction work elsewhere, every aspect of their business, according to Fulton Hogan, has to be code compliant. Guess what? One of our organisers went down to see the council workers about their EBA, as as you do. Uh, Never been a problem in uh, probably 15 years that I can think of. So what they do, because he had a meeting on the premises, not outside, but because he had a meeting on the premises before work, having signed the book, done everything as normal, they called the cops on him and demanded that he be arrested for trespass just so they could stay on the right side of Uncle Nige. Well, he must have been a very threatening-looking organiser to cause that kind of ruckus. So cheerio to Johnny (laughs) Hears. A bloke at the moment who's often on a walking stick because he's not going too well. He's a bit, bit butchers. But you have got to be bloody kidding. So I'm going to be nominating Fulton Hogan and Matt Borghese and all the crew at Fulton Hogan for yet another demonstration of the stupidity of the code of the government and their program. But also it does highlight the practical and uh, disastrous impact that we'll have on people's lives if organisers can't get access to our members. Poor Johnny can't even get himself arrested. (laughs) The cops didn't. They said, take the body. No, see you later. Goodbye. Arrest him. Arrest him. No, we don't want him. (laughs) So cheerio to the police down at uh, South Melbourne. Thanks, boys. We're cut to a track. Dirty deeds done cheap even when it gets stuffed up.
Dirty Deeds, Done Dirt Cheap. All I would say is Nigel Hatchkiss ain't working that cheap. <laughs> I think his salary's up there with what Akadaka actually get. But anyway, Dirty Deeds, Done Dirt Cheap is the theme and our good friends in the Turnbull government will keep doing dirty deeds to working people as long as they're there. Cynical about all politicians, but one thing is for certain. This government has now reverted to kind. It's back to Abbott, back to Howard, and work choices too. That one's dedicated to Darren Hinch also, uh, who might get a nomination for Sookie Lala. Yes. He just can't help himself. You know, dirty deals, and he has to. He has to chime in. Oh, I didn't do it. So we'll we'll put him in for Sookie. Yes, Lala. you did, Darren. <laughs> Righto. We uh, might mention as we did in the uh, story about. Uh, the rally and everything else, and the flags out at Skyrail, that 
the Good Friday appeal is coming up. Get the flags up. Get the handkerchiefs out there. Get the uh, wristbands out there. It's green this year, so all the Irish people can buy twice as many. <laughs> Righto? So get in there to the office. Make sure your steward's getting the stuff on the job, and uh, let's get on with it. And the other thing that's in at the office is the raffle tickets. There's a uh, $2,500 toolbox to be won. Um, so get in and get your raffle tickets and get them out on the jobs. Um, and I should mention, I was out at the Good Friday, uh, sorry, the Grand Prix um, the other day, and, and the, the Good Friday appeal is going strong out there. Great job um, happening. All the contractors out there are on board doing the right thing, except for one. And we should probably mention, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to get the name right, but I think it's Harry... Uh, Harry the horror. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So we'll put a nomination in for him. Fly the flag, Harry. Do something for the kids. Harry the horror. Eh? Hasn't changed in all the years. You're a miserable prick. <laughs> Righto. We should mention also that this week uh, included a conference that was organised by the CFMEU for our women members. And part of that was also the Rally for International Women's Day. Great CFMU turnout. Fantastic yep. to see. Um, very strong presence. and uh, But, yeah, just a great rally. I think a bigger one than I've been to the last few years. Um, so, yeah, good to see that, that building and building. Important time to do so. Indeed. Now, we don't have many successes in the courts. In fact, we have bugger all. But, anyway, this week... The ABCC prosecution of one of our officials, Alex Tadic from the Occupational Health and Safety Unit, was prosecuted from a matter that took place, well, I think, two years ago. And the ABCC will probably say, oh, no, that was FWBC. No, you're the same bloody people doing the same thing. You just change your name. It's still the same. Righto. Guess what? Alex got off. There you go. And including this fact, which is significant, a bit like the umpire in the final quarter of an AFL game, they try and even up the free kicks. So his honour, Mr Justice Jessop, has decided that Alex wasn't uh, guilty and uh, evened the score up a bit. You're retiring this year, aren't you, Chris? Eh? So just evening up the free kicks in the last quarter. But thank you very much. We'll take whatever we can get. And if that's contempt, see ya. I've been there before. Been there with you, Chris. Happy days. I hope you enjoy your retirement. Just give us a few more wins before you actually go. <laughs> and maybe we should cover, just speaking of federal court judges and the like, uh, should we, John, John ran through some history there, which I think the listeners might be interested in. Um, of another federal court judge. Do you want to? You, you're the one with the history. If you want to, Dick Tracy, eh? Yes, Dick Tracy's also giving it away, having spent a lifetime uh, serving the interests of the uh, the law or conservative governments, depending on how you look at it. Well, let's just reflect on uh, Mr. Justice Tracy's history. He was an academic, Melbourne University. He became a barrister, did government work, got appointed to be counsel assisting Terry Cole in the Royal Commission, uh, which took place in the early part of the 2000s, which led to the ABCC and all the other stuff. And uh, then he became a federal court judge soon after the Royal Commission. 
Was he with a particular law firm at any point in time? No, he was a barrister. Ah. But uh, he did a lot of work for the usual suspects. Michaela Cash's ex-employer, Freehills. We should get a nomination. Who have just been uh, given a government contract to assist the ABCC. Oh, come on. <laughs> and, and what... The what, old hovercraft. Oh, that's why she makes these decisions. She can't keep a hair on her head, you see? So it all gets a bit... <laughs> Never mind. Too much electrical in- interference with her. But just but, to close that loop, the contract they've got is the job of deciding whether EBAs are code compliant indeed, or not. Indeed. Um, anyway. Make, make up your own mind about all of those connections and... Yes. So Dick Tracy is retiring. Uh, he's got a whole lot of decisions that are going to be handed down yet, all of them involving us, of course. But uh, he's retiring. It's a pity Michaela didn't retire as well. And Freehills uh, were in as much trouble as Slater and Gordon. Anyway, moving right along. <laughs> Let's just uh, mention that we are running a competition for Peggy of the Year. Indeed. Which will be uh, determined and announced at the uh, the fundraiser, the Radiothon, etc. we have in the middle of the year to raise money for 3CR. And we have a new uh, contender this week. Kenny Fawcett has been nominated and uh, very enthusiastically nominated, I might add. <laughs> but, but. This week has also seen the avalanche of nominations for Peter Wilson from Vaughan's. Come on, Now, Pete. I'm not saying this is a put-up job, Pete, but, brother, I know you listen to the Concrete Gang, and I would be embarrassed. The, uh, the support is so fulsome, it looks like it is a case of uh, <coughs> overkill. Your nomination's in. You don't have to be nominated every day by someone different. We will not be petitioned. Cheerio <laughs> <laughs> uh, to Pete. He's a listener. He's a good fella. But we should, I should just read out the nomination quickly um, for Ken. Uh, apparently a silly old bugger, absolute character. Um, you can ask anybody how good he is. Most importantly, I nominated him because he's a genuine man who has a heart of gold, huge unionist, and absolutely hates the liberals. That's got to be a credit. Um uh, he'll be retiring in the next few years, and I think he'll absolutely love it if you've got a chance to win anything like this. Uh, and that's from Clint. Thanks a lot, Clint. Well done to Kenny, and well done to Clint and all the boys out in their job. Now, Scallywag of the Week. We've got a few. We've got a few. Michaela Cash. Michaela Cash, oh dear. Michaela looking after Freehills. Michaela Cash. Uh, got an invest- investment <laughs> property. Oh, dear. $1.4 million house next door that she forgot about. Yep. <laughs> Sounds a bit like uh, that bloke who used to be the uh, member for Batten, or maybe still is. <laughs> what was his name? But anyway, never mind. Uh, Skyrail, absolutely hopeless. Fulton Hogan for calling the cops. Harry the Hirer for being a miserable bastard. And last but not least, Darren Hinch, but I think he is going to be the winner of Suki Lala because it wasn't his fault, it never his his fault, blah, 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 blah. Well, you took Malcolm Turnbull's phone call. And you took his lunch offer. And yep. you took his dirty deal. So he wins Suki Lala. Who are we going with with the 
Scallywag. Oh, gee, it's a tough one, actually. There, yeah, I'd I reckon say Fulton Hogan calling yeah, the yeah. cops on an old bloke. Yeah, uh, <laughs> poor, right John, poor old Fulton, Johnny. Fulton Hogan are the winners. We're going to go out in the same old way. Dare to struggle, dare, dare to win. win. If you don't fight, you, you lose. lose. And as I go out, just if you're interested in comedy, if you're interested in politics, and you think Donald Trump is a complete moron. Get on to a show called Last Week Tonight. It is terrific. And just to go out, there's an old song called White House Blues. And uh, Doc Wilson, or Doc Watson, sorry. And this is a dedication to Donald Trump. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.